Hey, mates, the comedy festival season is coming up and we have got some shows that you can come and see all across Australia. Brisbane, Carl, what have we got for them? We've got solo shows. What do we got? You've got uh, Tommy Daslow in Spread and yep. I've got Carl Chandler has literally 1.5 million jokes. Yes, sir, Bob. We, what do we do? We do like four or five solo shows up there at the end of February? Yep, I think we're in the same room one after the other. My show is all about my grandpa inventing, my great-grandpa inventing Vegemite. Yours is your classic one-liners. Yeah. Thick and fast yeah. for an hour. Non-stop yeah. coming at you. And you're like, what, 7 o'clock, 7.30? I think I'm at 7 and then you're at like 8.30 or yep. something. So we're back to back. So, guys, you can come and see us back to back, see the the two big dum-dum chiefs yep. back to back. Yep, and then on the Saturday of that week, we are doing a live dum-dum club uh, in the Brisbane Powerhouse. This is all taking place in the Brisbane Powerhouse. Brizcomfest.com to get your tickets. Come down and see us. I am then going to be in Adelaide for two weeks at the Rhino Room doing my new show, Spread. Uh, so come down and check that out. The Rhino Room is a great venue. Uh, I didn't come to Adelaide. Adelaide last year. It'd be great to see some Adelaide friends of the show down there because I know there's a bunch of you. And then straight after that, it is the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Once again, we are both doing our new shows uh, at the Forum Theatre. Um, the whole run of the festival. So we're on for four weeks or something, so yeah. plenty of uh, chance to come down and see our new shows. And then every Monday we do, every Monday the Comedy Festival, we do a live Dum Dum podcast, which we did last year. There were heaps of fun. We had heaps of people come out. Yep. And if you want to listen to them back, I think we've got one on iTunes. We've got a couple on Bandcamp. Yep, littledumdumclub.bandcamp.com. Yep. We had Andrew O'Keefe, Tony Martin, uh, Kamal Nanjiani. John uh, Safran. John Safran, Dave O'Neill, heaps of great guests, heaps of friends of the show. It's only going to be that's, big that's this year. That's last year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yep. we're going to have big names this year. Yep. New surprise guests. It's going to yep. be awesome. So don't miss out. That was so much fun last year. Uh, you can see some video clips on YouTube as well. Uh, and all the details and stuff for that. Uh, comedyfestival.com.au. I don't think it's quite up yet, but very soon. Put it in your diaries. Uh, come check us out wherever you are in the country. We'd love to see you. And we'll see you there. See, see you there, there mate. See you mate. That's slick. Mate, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Thank you very much for joining us. Sitting next to me, the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, we're recording this in the CBD. <laughs> it is a beautiful summer's afternoon. Uh, I caught the tram here into the city. And uh, like I've mentioned that I live on the tram line that's kind of uh, the 86 in Melbourne that's known for being a bit of a, a, bit of a weirdo magnet. Uh, it's known for being a bit of a rough tram, and like I don't, it's pretty rare that I actually encounter anything too bad on there. But this happened today. I was on the tram on the way in here. We've stopped at a stop. The doors have swung open. This frail, junky-looking woman steps up onto the steps into the tram, goes, "Fuck head," and then just gets out. Didn't even get on the tram. Just got back and to who? Who did she say that to? To the tram as a whole. Oh, really? To life. To the universe, to mankind, <laughs> just in fuckhead. How great's that? What a catchphrase! Did everyone on the train just go? I think you. I think she was talking about you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that old thing. Like if you know there's a fuckhead on the tram and you don't know who it is, yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, today on the show we have uh, a very special guest. Uh, he. It's probably the the first guest who's ever 
flown into Melbourne <laughs> specifically to do this show, which is a big deal for us. Uh, he is a Edinburgh Comedy Award winning comedian. Please welcome into the little Dum Dum Club, Brendan Burns. Yeah. Thanks very much, fellas. Thank you very Thank much you. for, uh, for it's, taking it's, the time out of your schedule to come down. It's and join Melbourne us. via Sydney. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, I'm touring and I was supposed to be in Sydney to do like the mix <laughs> with Uncle Piss Flaps. <laughs> or, uh, uh, Australian radio used to be amazing. You, you were saying it's like earlier you were saying a podcast like radio but no one listens. No, th- that's going to change Yeah, because no one listens to radio anymore. But Australian radio used to be a world beater. Yeah, It really did because, and I believe it's because Australians don't feel remotely self-conscious when they're on the phone. And like any time I had friends that come to Australia the first time and it's the phone-ins uh, and it's that whole attitude of someone just getting on, on a tram going, Fuck <laughs> Which I have to say, I know it's par for the course for you, but I always feel a sense of national pride any time that happens. I'd like, I'd like it if she had gone, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Fuck <head. laughs> Where are me big day out tickets? <laughs> big, big fan of the show. Um, and, I, and somehow I think somewhere along the way people started getting concerned whether people on the radio were pretty or not. Yeah. yeah. But there was a real... Uh, there was a real boom period of Australian radio. I remember when it was like, that's where comics went. That's where yeah. comedians got hired. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Australian television was so backward and really kind of based in the 50s. I mean, the fact that there's still adverts in the middle of a television show yeah. uh, uh, of like, you know, some woman selling hair removal cream called nads and no one laughs yeah. <laughs> I'm gobsmacked. Does that still exist? Is that still around? I believe so. I've yeah. always, I've, I watched, was it Bert Newton? And they go, now, a special announcement. And I'm going, how fast was my flight? Is it 1950? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And this woman, just this Greek woman goes, I've always had very hairy daughters. And no one laughed. <laughs> and she goes, that's why I came up with my own hair removal system called NADS. And no one fucking laughed. <laughs> and, and so that's where comedians went, was the big money was in breakfast radio. And it was, it was a real... You know, it was it was world class radio, and then I come back now, and it's just this banal shit that it definitely isn't the demographic. That, Let's not I'm, go too crazy. A lot of friends of this show are on huh? Breakfast Radio are here they, in are they? Yeah. But, but is there good radio? I mean, I was just I was just flipping through in Sydney, and it was like they they were doing a song parody of a hip hop song, yeah, and they were explaining what a parody was, <laughs> and I was screaming at the radio. It's like I mean, you guys are Opie and Anthony fans in in New York. They have a thing called Jocktober where they take the piss out of bad radio. Right. Uh, I'm dying next time. Next time I go in for their, just say for Jocktober, you've got to do, you've got to do Australia. It's the most banal phone-ins ever. Yeah, right. I like that going saying, on radio like, and explaining what a parody is is actually like quite a good parody of radio. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like it's a good parody of like a good. How do you explain that? Like you're going to recognise this tune, but the words are going to be a bit silly. Yeah, Here we go, going, guys. And they were claiming like they were going, you know what? We were just mucking around. When we did this, but it's gone huge. It's gone viral. <laughs> Has it? Fuck. <laughs> and and it was obviously going to be a prep burger number. Prep burger is a website that these all these hacky radio stations steal their stuff from. Right. Well, they don't steal. They subscribe to it, and then they have oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. You hacky, can buy jokes and stuff from them. Really, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They have ideas for parodies. Right. Um, and they just, yeah, you subscribe, and they tell these radio stations what to do. So it's obviously straight out of Prep Burger when they're even going, this thing's gone viral. It's coming Australia Day anyway. And, uh, uh, and so I'm going, really? So you're going to... 
you're going to take a hip-hop song and make it Aussie, are you? Is it, it yeah, was, yeah. It was ostentatious as Australiana, wasn't that in the 80s? What are you, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I have to say, when I was a kid, and the, the first time I ever saw like a song parody, it blew my mind. Yeah. I have to say, as a five, six, seven-year-old, I thought, this is alchemy. Like, what's going on? This is the best thing of all time. But I think it lasted 12 months. But I, I like the idea that everyone else that's still into it, these radio people or whatever, they're me at age six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, fascinated by it. Which is why I've flown in here anyway, because I said to the PR, because I'm here promoting the, uh, uh, my, uh, fo- uh, my national tour with Mick Foley. Yes. The uh, wrestling comedy show. Yep. And it's me doing jokes about wrestling and him telling stories from backstage in the WWE. And... Uh, uh, and I, I, I just said, put me podcasting, because that's the demographic, because that's the people that buy tickets. Yeah. But, you know, you said no one listens to podcasts or whatever. Yes, they do. They specifically. I didn't. Look, I said that people off. I didn't say that on the podcast. Radio. I would never insult the people that listen to this show. I know. Yes. I, I you know, I, uh, no one listens to radio anymore. Why would you? Why would, Why would you be you, bothered when you've, by a prick yeah. changing the words to a hip-hop song? <laughs> when you can listen to something being recorded in the middle of a restaurant right now. Yeah. <laughs> but then they come back, and what really bugged me is they did the fucking thing of, of they went, oh, <laughs> they went, you recorded this! You recorded this two days ago! Don't, a, laugh, a laugh is supposed to be born of a surprise. That's what it is. It's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, therefore I'm laughing. It's like, you know, as they say, it's like, like, you know, sneezing on purpose. You can't. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's, you have to be faking this. I was like, I'm with my 13-year-old kid and I'm letting every, every I'm, I'm screaming at the, at the radio, just going, you are fucking embarrassing me, embarrassing my country, embarrassing your father. And, uh, you know, well, I probably shot myself in the foot because I'm supposed to be doing Yeah, yeah, that's why you're in the middle of a restaurant right yeah, now. Yeah, no wonder Uncle Piss Flaps doesn't want you on the show. Yeah. With um now with Mick, uh, I mean he's a he's a massive wrestler in in that world. Um, I does it work similar to comedy? Like you know, I mean we we were all sort of coming up, I guess through you would have started the same as us at open mic at some stage. Do do wrestlers have open mic? Where did you get to to they get to that off stage? The indie circuit. They've right. got an indie circuit, which is huge. There's a massive crossover of comedy wrestling fans. Is there a tryout? Just discovered. Is there a tryout? Open mic wrestling night where you've got to bring five mates along Generally, to watch you smash some guy well, in the head? Now it's like if WWE sees a talent, they, they sign them to a developmental contract and they learn how to wrestle the WWE way, which is taking into account the cameras and all that sort of stuff. And also, you know, cutting promos, which is kind of an art form in itself. But it's the same, it's, it's the same lifestyle. Yeah. You're on the road. We've got a lot in common with them. Yeah. And, uh, can you I, bomb as an open mic wrestler? <laughs> totally bomb. You, can you? That's what I said to Mick as well. I said, there's got to be stories where you tanked. And uh, he tells a great story. I said, if you, know, if, if you do something new and it bombs, tell a story about tanking in the ring. Because everyone loves death stories. Yeah. And he's got one in his book, which I just love, is there was a guy, when he was starting out, he, he, went, out, uh, he went out and he missed his spots. And, uh, you know, uh, a guy threw a punch at him and it was miles away and he still sold the punch, as they say. Right. And he walked back, you know, he walked backstage into the dressing room and he's just embarrassed. He's just thinking, my career is over. And this guy came up and he told him a story of there was another bloke who was starting out and he was working, uh, he was working heel, bad guy, as they say. And it was a battle royal. 
and the end was supposed to be the finish was supposed to be that uh, he whatever he does his finishing move on the baby face and while he is jeering at the crowd like yeah what do you think of your hero now all that sort of stuff uh, the baby face is going to drop kick him from behind and send him over the top rope thereby winning the battle royal but what happened was so he does his finishing move the baby face is still on the ground and the guy has got his back turned to the baby face uh, the good guy, as they call him, and he's going, yeah, fuck your hero, fuck you people, this town is a piece of shit. <laughs> and someone throws an empty popcorn carton. <laughs> it hits him in the back of the head. He thinks it's the dropkick <laughs> and throws himself over the top. Right. <laughs> um, so it's that kind of stuff we do on the road. It's, 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 it's a yeah, really... you're right, that sounds really similar to a gig me and Carl yeah, had yeah. last night. He threw an empty popcorn container at me. I thought it was the red light, yeah. so I got off stage. No, it was similar. Some, I heard one person laugh, and uh, I thought it was like a standing ovation. So I started <laughs> bowing. I was like, yeah, thanks, everyone. I know. I'll sign autographs at the end of the show. Thanks, guys. Well, well you know, t- Tommy was telling me earlier, you know the thing that we all say in comedy of what do you think of that? You know, what do you think of Macca? Oh, he's a nice guy. What do you think of Zach? Yeah. Oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually born of me doing that on WTF. And now all comics say that. But I stole it from Owen Hart. Owen Hart, the wrestler. Right. It's in again. It's in mixed book. It's that's what they used to say about wrestlers. So you I know like how, how comedians quick... always have the he's a nice guy thing. Yeah, joke. yeah, yeah. That's from the wrestling. Yeah, I like right. how quick you are to lay claim to being a prick to someone behind their back. <laughs> yeah. It's me, guys. That was me. Yeah. I gave birth to that I one. Was act. Oh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> well, but it was Owen Hart that would go. What you know? Before you were saying before me, people didn't know quite how to be an asshole in comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I stole being an asshole. From I stole. Else. I stole being an asshole. Well, I'll, I'll tell this quickly because uh, we, Carl, you and I had a gig together last night at one of your rooms at uh, Felix Bar in St Kilda. Yes. Uh, you were hosting and at the start of the gig I was out. The, there's like a weird little like front room at the front of that venue where it's like its own room but the, the sound from the gig gets piped in. Yes. And there's a pool table there so people there who are playing pool can hear the gig but they can't be heard. Yeah. So I was sitting over there going over my set and I got to hear people listening to the start of your jokes. Oh, really? And their own commentary. So you'll hate doing this, but can you can you do one of your jokes and then I'll do this girl's response to it. The joke about the you saw a snowman or guy eating the carrot. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. So you uh, do yeah. that and then I'll be the girl hearing it through the speakers. Right. Okay. So I'll just do the whole joke? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the joke is... Uh, I saw a fat guy on the street. He was chewing on a carrot. I didn't know whether he was going on a health kick or if he'd nearly eaten a whole fucking snowman. Ha ha. What an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the fat guy or me that was the idiot? I don't know. I did enjoy it. Or the carrot. (laughs) Ha ha. What an idiot. Like it was so – like if it had been a comic strip, what would have been spelled W-O-T? Like it was that hard – Pronunciation, but I hope she 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 was playing pool and she was just about to pot the black before and she paused and said that <laughs> what an idiot that's pretty and then much finished what, she the game. was mid shot yeah she right was I love uh-huh. uh, as an Aussie as well you kept in a fucking yeah yeah, yeah. what is effectively a surreal nice little whimsical joke <laughs> yeah but you've gone but you know what I better, yeah I better, I better, better get this I better get this over the line I better, <laughs> I, I better it's, that joke is much better without the fucking <laughs> we've, we've we'll take about, it out in post well, we've talked about this on we'll take it out in post. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show about trying to, you know, you take swearing out. But I've had that where, you know, the first time you do a bit, you pro- you swear a bit more to kind of fill in the gaps. Yes. And you go, yeah, and then he's like, fucking this. And then you, you sort of tighten it up and you go, well, that 
word, that swear word doesn't need to be in there. Yeah. It'll make the joke more compact. But then you try it without, and it's just, it's just the magic isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just there something about the rhythm of fucking at the it's second It's also last of the that sentence. because it's, uh, you know how before we were recording, you were discussing, I, I can go to an open mic night in Australia and I'm sold from start to finish. Right, and you go to the states, and there's almost too much polish. People will behave the same way in front of three people as they would in front of three hundred. Right. So someone will get up and act like they're talking to a room full of three hundred. Yeah, people, right. And there's only three people in. Yeah. And here, the comedy scene is rooms atop bars. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, you're always talking to the audience. You're always behaving like you're in the room with these people, and because it's in a bar. That's actually just how people speak <laughs> in, in, in an Australian bar. Just, ah, and this fucking guy and fucking that, fucking... This so fucking snowman and whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you watch Aussie stand-up on telly and you're going, everyone's dropping an F-bomb every, every second, second word and it's not like shocking or anything. Every second realize, fucking word. Oh, it's yeah. because they're doing pubs. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, people would probably notice. Yeah. But they don't notice the fucking in the pub. Yes. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 The atmosphere. Yeah. If you said it, if yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. You, I mean, you do you it at different places. Ask someone like you know, where do you live? Ah, fucking Leadville. Yeah. <laughs> Even crowd work and the response <laughs> from the crowd, which is shocking to me, how Australian radio is so good that when Australians ring in, they don't swear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gobsmacked because they are so. This is an example of how unselfconscious Australians are. And maybe now that you've got X Factor and, and the voice here, maybe that's changing now because everyone's always been, you know... Uh, to be fair, in the X Factor, the X does is censored the word fuck. That's what that means. <laughs> it's the fuck factor. <laughs> it's actually cunt factor. Uh, we don't muck around. That's why, that's why we put the X in. Yeah. If it was fuck factor, it'd be fine. Yeah. Clearly, fucking isn't a factor for you. Um, and uh, maybe... Because in Britain, it was like, you know, that's where uh, Pop Idol began, right? That's a, it's Simon Cowell's company. Yep. So, it, and Big Brother began, and there's more obsession with the general public being celebrities than anywhere else in the world, mm. right? And that's where that was born. So people are being bred in this environment now of everything's your big break. You could be famous. Yep. So when people are phoning it, maybe that's why radio isn't so as good as it was. Is people are taking that breath in of like, oh, this could oh, Spielberg might be listening, yeah. you know? Because in actual fact, you know, people are becoming famous for doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Uh, but but previously, like I said, this is an example to me of how unselfconscious Australians are. Is um, oh, oh God, what's his name? Most famous cricketer, Bradman. No, no, no. The, Donald the, fucking Bradman. No, the bowler. The, the guy still around. Warney. Hair, Shane Warne. for men. Guy. Shane Warne. Shane Warne, thank yes. you. Um, <laughs> Shane Warne was doing commentary. I think Hang on, I think there's a mob coming to kick you out of this country for not knowing <laughs> Warney's name off the top <laughs> of your I head. I just went blank for a second. <laughs> you didn't even recognise it when I said it twice. <laughs> uh, it's my hearing aid is, is feeding back right. to me as well. Um, that's not even a joke. I actually do have a hearing aid. Yeah, right. Um, and so Shane Warne was doing commentary, I think it was for the World Cup or something in England. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, they were cutting to the studio and they had Australian fans outside a stadium. And then the British commentator said, ah, oh, you've got Australian fans out the front of the... It was when the Socceroos were doing really well. And they said, we've got Shane Warne in the studio. And the guy, without even skipping a beat, he's on, television, he's on a television camera. He just goes, OK, Warney, how you going? <laughs> right? And the thing is, it was so immediately... 
like just they were, the, the, the commentators couldn't get it. The, the other commentators were looking at Shane Warne like, do you, do you know this guy? <laughs> and it's like, no, he's just Australian. Yeah. <laughs> he's just not thinking that he's on TV. Yeah. He's just, you know, when, when the reason that Australian radio used to be so great is because people didn't treat it like they were on radio. They treated it like it was a free phone call. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and it was just a very genuine conversation. And now there's just a bit too much showbiz, glitch, hacky, prep burger bullshit going on. Yeah, right. Well, we'll get back to um, gigs. Like, uh, we had a little bit to do with you uh, a bit over a year ago. Um, one of these times, uh, like right now, you've flown into Melbourne, you had something to do. Um, I think you were seeing your son, and then you were taking off again. And you were good enough to come and do um, Soft Belly Comedy, which I used to run, and it sort of turned into another gig now, whatever. But this is what I really liked about it. It was this great night, and we had all these great acts on, and you were going to come on and do the end. And then I think you were going to do like half an hour. And then I think you, you got up there and went, here's the secret plan. I'm going to do about 90 minutes, but I'm on stage and no one can get me off now. And then at the end, everyone was fine with it, but you were very, I think you were very conscious of what I was thinking. And you're up there going, oh, I might keep going. Is it all right? And did that classic thing of saying to the crowd, oh, is it all right if I just keep going? And they all went, yeah, without... My response, because I would, because I can't stand up and go, no, fuck off. Oh, and then you, and then, but by the end of it, what the, what I found good was at the end of it, you go, all right, so I'm done here. So thanks, everyone. Walked off the stage and straight out into the street and went home. <laughs> and then, and then I texted you later and went, hey, Brennan, you didn't pick up your cash, and you went. Yeah, I wasn't going to hang around after I'd done an hour over my time. <laughs> I knew what I'd done. I'd done the wrong thing, so I just went home. No, but no wonder I when I s- I'd prepped you and said I, I have to practice for a DVD recording. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah, you did, you did. But I think you went. But you didn't understand that that meant ninety minutes. No, 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 no. I'm sure this was a mistake because I because that's that was your response afterwards. I think you did at least thirty forty minutes longer than you said you were going to. I said, can I have an hour? Yeah, well, maybe you did 90 minutes. And then maybe it had run to 90 or whatever because I was trying to remember everything. And then... I know you sound like a better bloke in this story, but it was funnier, my, <laughs> oh, my no. version. <laughs> this, now, this, <laughs> this does explain was... why when I called Carl and said, hey, Brendan Burns going to be in town, he wants to do the podcast, Carl absolutely jumped at the opportunity. Now I understand <laughs> no. why. So you could get oh, this because you owe me money. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have told this story at all. <laughs> but, um... Let's all go out for a steak after this. But, what uh, was that, what but was... I also didn't realise that Melbourne Festival was on, because I was only here to pick Luke up on the yes. way to WrestleMania. I don't, yeah, I don't think. Although we that's not the... on the way to America, I know. But, <laughs> yeah. But I was going to be here anyway, and I'd yeah, completely yeah. forgotten it was April. So I also had no idea that there was US acts dropping in. That's right. Trying yeah. to get their stuff ready for the Australian market. That's so right. you'd already had a long night. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's was it right. Like Hannibal. Hannibal Bress. Yeah. 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 All those but, sort of people. Uh, Moshe was on as well, wasn't he? Moshe? Yes, yeah, Moshe, Moshe Cash. Yeah. Well, um, like as well, the other time that you came down and you did a spot at Spleen one time and... Uh, you did three hours, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you fucking snowman. Um, God, am I going to make my plane today? I'm going to shut me up. <laughs> no. Um, and it was before we went, because we hung out with you in LA um, uh, a year ago when we went there and we saw you just before we went to LA and you were doing, you came and did a spot at Spleen uh, and... Then you said, oh, what are you guys doing? We said, we're going to LA. You said, oh, I am too. We should meet up in a week because I'm going to be there in a week. Come and do my gig. It'll be great, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. And you said, uh, I said, oh, are you leaving tonight? You go, yeah, oh, I'm not leaving to LA tonight. I'm going to London first and then straight away to LA because I left my phone there. <laughs> <laughs> 
that that and I thought that sounds that sounds like the work of a stand-up comedian in terms of thinking thinking wise but not economically wise <laughs> you're just gonna fly to one continent to pick up your phone then this jump is, back to Heathrow and go back to LA this is why I have to rely on other people for any level of self-awareness because clearly I'm out of my fucking mind because <laughs> I have no recollection of oh, really? whatsoever but I hear it back and I'm there going well this sounds like a ludicrous <laughs> these are the actions of a madman <laughs> these are the actions of any time it's like I mean thank god I don't drink anymore but like uh, I've done a couple of podcasts now with guys have reminded me of stories of stuff that I've done on stage. Uh, the thing is, like, when you go to rehab, right, look, being crazy is awesome. <laughs> when you're a guy, because apparently being crazy as a woman, it's, uh, you have a very, low self, uh, a very low self-opinion and you tear yourself apart. When you're crazy and you're a guy, you think you, you have too high an opinion of yourself. Right. And, and uh, so I was a nightmare before when I was – but when I went into rehab and, like, for the – for the past eight years, for the first year, it was really horrible that I couldn't trust my memories of anything. Right. Because half of them were delusions. Yeah. And half of them never happened. So, and the other so half, could your phone have been in your pocket that night, not, not in London? What I'm saying is, I don't remember that at all, but I have to accept that completely as the truth. <laughs> but you see that I'm smiling, at least now I can laugh about it. Right. Whereas a good, like, you know, say, I don't know, even maybe five, six years ago, I would have been tormenting myself for days on this, right. of like, I can't remember that. I'm out of my mind. Is anything real? <laughs> Son, come and slap me. <laughs> You're real, right? You, you exist when I'm not around. You do stuff. And we should point out, this isn't an act out. Your actual son is actually <laughs> yeah. sitting at oh, the yeah, back no, of the yeah, room. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not an imaginary yeah. kid. <laughs> and he, and I, I believe he has your phone, so you can you probably don't need to take a flight tonight. You can stay here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a 42-year-old man, if you're going to have an imaginary friend, it shouldn't be a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This would have been a great, a truly amazing uh, 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 podcasting moment if just then Brendan had, Brendan had been talking to his son and me and you just went, Brendan, there's no one there. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's been with me and yeah. then I realised I met you at Grill and you're, there's like two burgers sitting yeah. there. I'm like, man, Brendan's hungry. It's you're just feeding an imaginary no, no, pile of dirt that, I've gotten son. that good at it. These days my delusions are really convincing. Yeah. <laughs> Your son is not Bruce Willis, by the way. So. <laughs> um, well, what about this? I'll bring this up. Um, this is something that happened uh, and there's a bit of a, a comedy rule oh, in here. Oh, I remember now. Oh, what? I did leave my phone, but it had all my numbers in it. <laughs> I did leave my phone. And uh, the reason I had to go, I, I already uh, had to go back and pick something up anyway. But my, yes, I had all my US contacts in it. Right. And some of which are actually hard to get right. back because they're people that you'd, that if you were to try and get their number again, you wouldn't be able to get it. Come on, drop some names. No. Oh. No, I'm not going to be a dick. <laughs> but you know what? You obviously the, haven't heard this show before. That's what this is about. Because I don't have that phone anymore. And you've just reminded me, ah, oh, shit, I can't get a hold of him anymore. I'm fucked. Any uh, people in there who are nice guy? Nice guys. Yeah. Nice guys. Oh, some nice guys some in some there. Some nice guys in there. What do you think of their act? Lovely fella. Yeah. Called his mum. It'd be great if your phone is just nice guy one, nice guy two, yeah. nice guy three. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's his veggies. Yeah. Well, I'm um, going back to, I did a gig uh, uh, at Spleen this week. Uh, now, what happened was I did a gig there the week before, and you'll know this, and I'm sure you'll be on top of this, unspoken rule about stand-up comedy, I think, is that you don't perform in shorts. Is that a thing with you, or You're this looks very new to you? You're Isn't this a rule? It- oh, really? I think if people know who you are, they kind of enjoy. If you're turning up brand new, you do look like someone getting out of the crowd. Now, you yeah, say, wait I a think that is night. This, that- is this in Australia or London? Australia. Yes. I think you can get up in thongs. 
Really? Yeah. I like nothing better than... You know what? I, that's something I really like about Australia. Is a, I've seen blokes get up to stand up in thongs. I've seen guys do stand up on television. I... In, in thongs. Oh, right. I thought that story ended there. I've, so, I've seen people do stand up on television. I'm like, that's not, that's I not am a the big story. I'm remarkable man. <laughs> I have a phone with some numbers in it that I can't disclose. Yeah, yeah. And I have seen stand up on television. <laughs> I've got a I'm kid. going to Fiji via London because I need to watch some TV first. Well, I'm I gl- like to keep my face at the front <laughs> of my head. I'm glad we booked this guy for the podcast. He's got quite a few tales. Oh, good <laughs> Hashtag great story. Go on, Brendan. Tell us about the time you had a smooth. Bring out your hits. I had a big day day out. I had a smoothie. I had some red cordial. I got some show bags. I even try to say that overseas and it means nothing. Yeah. You had a big day. You you go and get some show bags. And the thing is, I will say that sometimes I'm an excitable heckler. You had a big day. You get some show bags. No one knows what show bags are. Oh, really? But it still kills because they just figure it's some funny Australian. It's something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That is funny. So you got up in shorts. Yeah, no, I didn't. See, this is what happens because. Because even though both of you have sort of shot me down a little bit, that is a rule. That's I haven't made this up, but people, a lot of people do go by that rule. You don't do it in stand uh, stand up in shorts. And I think I reckon it's because if you get up on stage in shorts, it's sort of like you don't see it normally, and you sort of expect it to go. Well, why is he in shorts? He better talk about those shorts. It's like you know someone getting up on. <laughs> With a top hat and not talking about the top hat, you know? It's a thing that stands out, I, I think. I remember when guys actually... I remember I did one... Th- uh, we were at the, the Jonglers, which is like this nightmare franchise mm. comedy club that, uh, that shut down. <laughs> um, it's, it's very funny. Oh, we couldn't believe it. We held our art form in contempt and we went out of business. <laughs> I was baffled. Oh, I've stuck my head in water. I got all wet. They're like I famously down the eye of my cock. I got a bit of a bladder infection. Famously so... brutal gigs uh, in the UK, like yeah. So Nottingham is the worst. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was on with a couple of guys, and I was on a bit of a health kick. And it was back when you could still smoke inside, and a lot of guys smoked on stage. So I just got up that night and decided that I was just going to do nothing but eat fruit. <laughs> in between jokes, I'm not referencing. You know how sometimes guys will smoke. You know this. Back in the day when everyone smoked on stage. Like when someone would drop a big joke, put the punchline down, and then as everyone laughs, they take a swig of beer, except you're stuffing a banana down your gullet as as they're laughing. So it was was that Pavlovian trick of that's where the joke is over. Yeah, yeah, right. Or they, you know. Oh, this must be funny. He's got a nectarine in his mouth. Oh, this is is a good one. Here comes the kumquat with better laugh. Just slowly peeling through (laughs) every gag. Wow. The whole room's. But never referenced it. And you know what? It. It smashed. It really did. It, it, I, I thought I'm going to bomb tonight because I hate this audience, um, and it really killed there, because I didn't talk about it. And because it's like that, Jonglers is not like a hardcore comedy crowd. It's just like a very general public. There would be people to this day in probably Nottingham going, "Oh, you know what it's like comedy in Australia? They just eat fruit a lot on stage." <laughs> <laughs> or it could have been, and or or they're trying to describe me to people that have. <laughs> that you see me, there was a guy, you know, the eating fruit guy. Yeah. I've never done it again. <laughs> I just like your justification at the start of that story. Well, I was on a health kick at the time, so yeah. of course I'm eating fruit while I'm on yeah, stage. Yeah. <laughs> like if, like if you hadn't said that, we'd be going. Why were you doing that, yeah. man? What possible yeah. reason could you have had for eating fruit on yeah. stage? I've got yeah. the lamest brags in the world. <laughs> so I've seen stand up yeah. on telly. I eat fruit. <laughs> Occasionally went on a... <laughs> Hang on. Hey, wait a minute. Now that bloke's doing sit-ups on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Andrew Maxwell actually made me do that one time. Was he had me working out. So he would basically... Uh, I think you can see it on YouTube. It's uh, Maxwell's Full Mooners. 
and it's me doing one-liners, oh. like the, my, 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 my darkest one-liners, while pumping iron. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I thought it was the worst iron idea in the world, but it absolutely... I thought you were going to say, as you're doing sit-ups, because as you rose up to your knees, you do a one-liner, yeah. and then you go back down as they laugh, well, and then come back up again. curls with a crossbar. And it was actually pretty decent weights. And it went, I was thinking, this is a terrible idea. That looks that would look very threatening. Uh, it did a bit. Check yeah. it out. I was actually not in bad shape back then. Right. Um, but so you were saying, if you're doing, you know, if you're doing shorts, you've got to reference it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. You're doing anything out of the ordinary and you don't. Yeah, yeah, right. Just act like a, who was it that got up one time in a bear suit and said nothing about it? Right. Just oh, did his act in a that, bear suit. To be fair, that would be weird if you're just doing jokes and then you go, by the way, I'm pumping iron. Anyway, yeah. back, back to the fucking snowman. <laughs> I just like, in your story, like, what a shame for that guy who's gone to the effort of wearing a bear suit on stage and now people can't even remember his name. Like, what was it all for? Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I also feel bad now as well that I'm on a comedy podcast talking about uh, comedy and I've told two anecdotes where apparently I smashed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what am I, fucking new? You, you are very good. Only guys in their first five years Yeah, yeah. You know, all those stories. I've been going 22 years. It should be nothing but stories about... You've got, you got four times those stories people now. People hated me. Yeah. <laughs> I got booed off. I, I was watching the, uh, the wrestling this year uh, with a bunch of guys who've only been going five years in Edinburgh. A classic Brendan Burns story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next. I, uh, the thing is, uh, <laughs> sitting around them, I, went, I just went, oh, God, I remember this conversation. Yeah, right. And there was only one of them that was a bit more self-aware than the rest, and that was uh, Jim Campbell. And I just said, uh, because guys in their first, that are in their first five years, they're Edinburgh, it's just, you know, it's I'm great, I'm this, I'm that. Whereas yeah. you talk to guys that have been going 20, 20 years or whatever, it's, oh, I tanked it, oh, I've done this wrong. You just, you, you bond over your mistakes. Yes, yeah. it's funnier. Bad it's things are funnier. Way funnier. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, uh, but then Jim said, yeah, I'm living with nothing but guys have been going five years. You know what? There's no crockery left in the house because <laughs> apparently everyone fucking smashed it. <laughs> so, shorts. Shorts. Back to shorts. Back, back to short, back back to to short talk. I think you could. I get think we flew to London to pick up a phone and come back, and now we've got the back to the story. I think it's summer. Yeah. So, I think there's, it says something about a man. I mean, there's the unwritten rule is you're supposed to look better than them. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which, you know. We're not exactly a handsome group of people. Yeah, yeah. So the, the unwritten rule is you're supposed to dress up, depending on the gig, you're supposed to dress up one level up from the gig. Right. right. That but makes I a lot of sense. I've never heard it said that way, but that, that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, don't, I don't buy into that. Well, it depends. I mean, if you wear shorts and everyone else has got nothing on, maybe that still applies. Now, look, how long have you been doing this? Seven. Seven years. Every paranoia you have will disappear. <laughs> right. Every, every rule, every ritual... Well, anyway, my point because is... you'll do it enough and enough... such and a big lead-up. I want yeah. to see where this is going. Yeah. Th- this is like literally the first line of this story. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean every superstition you have will dissipate. Right. Because right. you'll find yourself in a, in a position where you have to go on. Yeah. And you're not able to do whatever. Well, the point in is... Two, in two years' time, you'll be going, oh, yeah, I just... I, didn't, I know it's a rule that you're not meant to, but I was doing a gig wearing an Akubra hat, yeah. and I, I just felt like, you know, you me- should mention it, but yeah. I shouldn't mention I, it. I'm not mentioning the fruit I've got in my Akubra hat now or anything. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I went to this gig. It was really hot. So, I, what I like to do on a day like that is I'll wear shorts to the gig, but I'll bring long pants in my bag so that when I can get on stage I don't feel self-conscious I don't feel weird about it no one gives me shit about wearing shorts any of that sort of stuff there's real can I guess can I have a guess I know you haven't got to the end of this story yet not even close can I have a guess sure is uh, you went to put the pants on and it was a hot day and you were putting them on unwashed legs 
and it felt really gross. No. And you felt very uncomfortable. Does no. the story no. end with you getting diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder? Because there's a whiff of that in this story. No, no, man, I'm I'm just at the I'm just a base camp of Everest at the moment. <laughs> and I'm, I just you. want to go up the hill, and all these dogs are just shitting all over the place, and I've got to clean it up. I, the worst Sherpa of all time. <laughs> but this is the beauty of podcasting. Isn't it? You can kill an hour. You go. I haven't even fucking yeah. I'm a base camp. This is going to be a three tail. part of this episode. So carry I think. on, please. We so, should quickly mention that. Brendan is actually getting a flight to Perth as soon as he finishes yeah, his yeah. cab. And I'm just loving the image of you missing your flight and having to go to Qantas and go, oh, I'm really sorry I missed the flight. And them going, what happened? And you go, oh, I was just talking to a guy about him wearing shorts yeah. for three hours. Oh, we've got a few, we've go, got what, a few of them here today. <laughs> I get there and they say, what happened? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the agony of yeah. this. Yeah. They yeah. dragged me away I, from the shorts story, you I, motherfucker. I think he had sweaty legs. I heard that from Someone in the story, I don't know. God damn it, I gotta go to London and get my phone. They go, so there's no refunds. I've given you an MP3 of this recording. They listen to it and go, oh, we're terribly sorry. Yeah. Here's your money refunded in full. Here is gold membership yeah. in our club. Oh, look, you'll probably hear it on the comedy channel on the Qantas flight anyway, so. <laughs> And it takes the full four hours to Perth as well. So anyway, um, I get there. I've got my shorts on. I bring my long pants there. So I go to do my gig. And, of course, I change into the long pants. That's cool. But what I put my shorts down. It's at the back of a pub, back of Spleen. And I just completely forget that I've done that. I go home without the shorts. We get to a couple of hot days. And I go, oh, where's those one pair of shorts I own? Oh, they're left at the gig. Oh, shit. So... I, I can't wear any shorts for the next week. So the next week, I go to Spleen. I go back. I look for the shorts. They're not there. The bar girl walks by. I go, uh, have you seen a pair of shorts out the back here? She goes, no. Then I walk past the other bar guy. And jokingly, the girl goes, look at this bloke. He stole your shorts. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, sorry. And I went, what? And he goes, I did steal them. <laughs> I, you stole my shorts. And he goes, yeah. And I went, so... I, there was a pair of shorts on the ground out there, and you just went, I'll have them. And he goes, well, what else would you do if you find out they're your size? And I went, what do you mean? Like, he just walked along, and I went, well, you don't even know they're your size. Like, you, you went along, picked up shorts, and just took your pants off and tried them on right there and then. And he goes, and he went, yes. And he goes, are they, are they denim shorts with like stripes in the in the middle of them, like on, on the inside, uh, on the lining? And I went, yeah, that's exactly them. And he goes, right. And they have eight condoms sewn into the fabric yeah. in different places. Yeah. That's them, buddy. Yeah. So I go, this is a really weird situation. He goes, all right. And he's like feeling really sprung as well. And he goes, oh, look, I'll, I'll bring them in next week. And I went, okay, cool. And then I walked away. And as I walked away, he goes, ah... Oh, I may have drawn on them. <laughs> like, hang on, you may have drawn on them or, or you did draw on them. And if you did draw on them, why did you draw on them? And I said that to him and he goes, oh, it's nothing weird. It's, <laughs> he goes, it's nothing weird. It's just some Celtic designs. <laughs> but I'll bring them in next week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to my pants, my denim shorts being brought back in with Celtic designs all wow. over them. Wow. So he was just sitting on the tram on the way home going, got free shorts. Well, the exciting bit of the night's over. What else do I do? Oh, I've got a borrow. Oh, man, I forgot my iPod. I've got to jazz them up a bit. Yeah, yeah. So hang on. What did he draw on them with? Uh, I don't know. A borrow, I guess. Now it means as well that he can't wash them with anything. Yeah. He can never wash them. Well, I felt like, 
you know, going. So hang on. So he's got stolen weird floor shorts, let's yeah. call them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pub floor shorts. Yeah, yeah. Full of grime and people's fucking snot. Yeah. And worst of all, stale, Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Chandler. Chandler on a hot day. Stale gone, Chandler. I'm yeah. going to see to it that I can never wash these. Yeah. Because these are, what, does he think they're lucky? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know because like he well, also. Well, shorts is lucky. Yeah, yeah, know? that's, yeah, of course. Maybe he watched your gig that night and went, he's amazing. Yeah, maybe that's I it. I want to be just like, like him. It's like Samson's hair. <laughs> Chandler's shorts. That's it. No, I don't think it was about talent. He was going. He's amazing. <laughs> he's the same size, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he hasn't got a great memory. Awesome. He forgot his shorts. Great. <laughs> so now, like, this, this guy's like some sort of weird Ocker lithe Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Just I'll have your clothes, your yeah, gun, yeah. <laughs> and your bike. But he's walking around sizing people up, <laughs> yeah. up and down the street. What if he becomes? Oh, I wonder if that's like you know when you like people steal a car and then strip it down and like change the shape of the car so they can get away with it. Is that his thought? <laughs> He's just waxed some biro Celtic designs on my shorts so he could rock in the next week at Spain and go, what shorts? Yeah, yeah. I like this is actually very interesting because I was trying to find before we went to America I, a couple of months before that. I had bought a, a jacket and I wanted to take it to the, America with us and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was thinking, oh, I must have left it somewhere. And then I was thinking, well, chances are I left it at a gig. And I started thinking there's a huge chance that I left it at Spleen. Yeah. But by the time I realised this, this was like maybe a month after the fact. So maybe maybe he's just assembling some kind of like comedy fashion Frankenstein. Yeah. We'll see him rocking up in a pair of like Bart Freeburn sneakers, yeah. Chandler shorts, yeah. a Dasolo jacket, a and your Cody ja- t-shirt. And your jacket's got all these Aboriginal like <laughs> circle designs dot all over it. it yeah, yeah, dot paintings all over it. Now, are you, so are you, are you cut at him for taking the shorts? No. Hang it, on, wait, 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 wait. I've been away for it. This is showing how long I've been away. What the fuck did that just mean? Are what? you cut at him? Oh, cut, angry. Upset. Upset. Yeah. When did that come into you the know, really? You know, cut. No, I don't. Don't Really? You? No. What do you call it on your planet? <laughs> you fuck. I was fucking cut. cut. <laughs> so is that like, you know, is that born of British hooliganism of, I'll fucking cut you up a treat. I wonder what, I don't I'll know. I'll do your head up like a Mars bar. You're late, Matt. You cunt. When yeah. I was in, when I was at high school, it was a big thing that you'd use to like rile people up. But you know, oh, like, hang that on, thing where someone. Oh, cut up. No. Uh, oh, cut, cut up. Yeah. 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 It was a big thing when someone would start to get a bit angry and then, you know, everyone just latches onto that. It was like, oh, hey, you cut. Oh, you'd be oh, cut. You and then can't. you'd get your fingers like that and you'd start like snipping at their face and go, oh, oh, you've had God, a haircut. You've had a haircut. You've got a cut lunch right. today. And then the person starts going, I'm not cut. I'm not fucking cut. And going, ah, oh, he's bloody cut. He's <laughs> cut, isn't he? Yeah. I, you know what? That's, that's, that's a generational thing. Right. Yeah. That didn't. That didn't happen in my day. Right. <laughs> in my day, we took ladies dancing and marinated ribs. <laughs> yeah, well... Um, we yeah, knew well, how to marinate in my day. Yeah. You don't even know you're bloody born. <laughs> we had to take drugs and go to concerts. Well, um, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it because it's like... Because that's the thing. I've sort of made a big deal and, and now he's like, oh, well, I'll bring them back. But I'm like, no. obviously, I'm not going to wear them. Yeah. But I think it's just in principle. I, I have to have these... Like- in fairness, you did take a week to go back and claim them. For sure. There must be – is that – that must be a thing of like, you know, like the three-second rule with food. Yeah. Is there like a certain day rule with clothes <laughs> where if it's like left at your house a certain amount of time? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you live yours? in a house or a flat? Flat. Okay. Well, I think these shorts could be your version of a water feature. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a bit of a conversation piece. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're thinking of knocking through and having the lucky shorts. <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with the shorts? Why are they stuck on the wall? Oh, it's a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> a man stole them off me off a pub floor and yeah. drew on them. Yeah. <laughs> and ever since, you know what, I put them up on the wall and it's been lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cat feels relaxed. <laughs> man, that's. I might have to, yeah. I'm going to have to get them back. I'll bring them, them back, and you know what? You should wear them at the next live podcast. Oh. Them plus the yellow podcasting hoodie. Yeah, yeah if you're look, podcasting Celtic you shorts. I think man in as well because I think he's a wealth of. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was talking he about. He could fix the, up some the, of the rest of my wardrobe. The, 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 the non-self-conscious Australian. Yeah. yeah. That that guy thought that was perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there was nothing about him like there was no shame or embarrassment. Uh, I, I, I got a bit that I did the, the other night about, you know how when people say like, oh, how Aussie is that? Yeah. And no one really can explain what it really means. Yeah. And I figured it out. And you apply this. Apply this every time. And the reason why people can't explain it is it's so complex, it's borderline incongruous, is that it's, uh, it's blunt ambivalence coupled with a complete lack of self-awareness. Right. Every time you hear that of just, you know, I couldn't give a fuck. What about, I don't know. So that's what that guy is And that's what I think happens When people phone into radio stations Is they uh, Strains it's such a weird bunch Because as individuals And there are so many people That anywhere else in the world Anywhere else in the world That motherfucker would be homeless (laughs) And yelling in the streets Because he's lived You know there's such a laissez-faire attitude That this guy is still able to exist In this society Right, whereas he's completely unemployable. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a mess, and the, <laughs> but but you know, crazy people don't know they're crazy. That's a mental guy. That's a crazy <laughs> thing to do. I, and he clearly told this to you like it was the most ordinary, yeah. matter of fact thing. Yeah. In the world, and he's like, "Well, yeah, I then took him home and drew on him." That <laughs> motherfucker in a in a doggy dog society. Like, could you imagine him in New York? He's one of the underground people. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the people living in the things. Going, to, well, I got a trolley. To and be, I thought that'll be my house. To be fair, to be completely fair, I thought it was weird, and then when I left the gig. After the gig, I was walking to my car, and I saw a guy on the street singing down the drain, like singing to someone. Down the drain. Not singing in right. general. He was. It was like a serenading someone down the drain. So I, all of a sudden, the shorts guy. I was like, "Ah, oh, he's all right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because shorts guy is harmless crazy. Yeah. You know, I wonder he's, if he's, the... he's, he's all his fre- You know, his circle of friends are people that tolerate him because he's the one that gives them the good stories and the good clothing. We, we, we had a guy like that, and he killed himself not that long ago. But actually, we had to disown him. But he was the guy that. When was you the say mate. we. Uh, my old schoolmates. I'm right. still uh, actually it was my neighbourhood mates right. that uh, that I had in Perth. All the guys that I see. I went to JDC and then I got expelled and went to Scotch College. And I don't have a single friend left from that horrible institution. Right. Uh, Scotch College in Melbourne. Uh, in Perth. Oh. In Perth, right? But it's 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 the sons of lawyers and barristers. And right. I'm pretty sure to this day, if I went to court and I had an old school tie, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to jail. Right. Um, and it's it, and I went from like this subsidised school, which was all kind of you know all my mates were scaly mates, and and then I had neighbourhood friends, and they're all guys just soul of the earth that would do anything for us, and vice versa. I still have them to this day, but I don't really know anyone left over from the other place. It was I went from a school where you would share cigarettes with the gardeners to a place where they called the gardeners peasants. Right, and that was staggering to me. Yeah, and I mean the 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 casual racism, in that in, in that place was mind numbing. 
I remember like my first day and there was a new kid from India and some guy yelled out, hey, why don't you go back to the jungle? And I was like, that's not even the right racism. <laughs> you know, you, it's, you're so committed, you haven't even decided to do a bit of research. Um, and uh, so we had a guy that was like a neighbourhood mate. His name was Mal. And uh, he was a great source of material, but he was really hard. He was like, uh, he would, even at the age of 16, I remember him getting into a fight with a bunch of fully grown bikers and he won. Right. Because we were in Claremont, which was like a posh area at the time, and they called him a yuppie. And he goes, I'm not a yuppie, you can't. And then, <laughs> and then he got, it, it, but Malcolm was like the guy, he was that crazy guy. If you say that sentence, by the way, story checks out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he was wearing a pink shirt at the time, so he could get into fights. Yeah, you're right. A very easy thing to do in Perth. R- really? Was that an on purpose thing? It was an on purpose thing. Oh, no, yeah, but you can't let's fucking dance. And, and wore a pink shirt just to pick fights, just yeah. so someone would pick him. He was crazy. Wow. But also, we couldn't really reject him as a friend because he'd beat you up. Yeah, right. But he also was a great source of material of just like he was constantly doing things of like, how does this guy, how does his mind work? Like he fancied a girl uh, and so he went to he, the bus stop <laughs> and this was his actual bona fide move. And, and uh, her name was uh, Sarah Leach. And he wrote on her bus stop, Sarah Leach wants my cock. <laughs> so he, but he didn't leave his name <laughs> and number. But that was just like him planting the seed, apparently. <laughs> so Sarah is somehow going to one day see this and go, well, who is this mystical man? I'm going to stay at a bus stop. Look at him treating I that. might get to see a stranger's cock. <laughs> yeah. and Look at him treating const- that bus stop like a common pair of shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like const- it that, that it's, it's so, such a dumb idea to put that. But on top of that, by Sarah reading that, she automatically knows that he doesn't even have a car. So <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not helping him at all. Well, this was pre-driving age. Oh, right. So what, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, fair What enough. are you going to do? Say, so you want to get in my vehicle? Or are you going to write fucking yeah. <laughs> her name on a bus stop? <laughs> what are you, retarded? <laughs> See, then that's, that's that guy. Is He looks at you like... What are you, fucking nuts? I, <laughs> I drew on your shorts. That's what a person does when he steals them off a floor. You know what? If you're going to leave your shorts around, yeah. right, you should fully expect to have some Celtic painting yeah. on them. Yeah, what, if you, what, if you get, what if you get the shorts back and you get, the, you get really fascinated by the Celtic symbols, you take them to a translator, and in Celtic he's written, Carl Chandler wants my cock. <laughs> that would be a great twist yeah. in the story. Yeah. That was his move. Yeah, that would be remarkable. Maybe he's cursed it with those Celtic designs, though. It's like a curse on there as soon as I put them on. That's it for me. What's the cur- what's going to happen? What, uh, what do you think he's cursed you with? Uh, what? Uh, well, probably not losing clothes because I'm capable of doing that already. <laughs> Maybe just bad at comedy or worse at comedy. Ha ha, what an idiot. Yeah. You got up in shorts. Yeah. Well, they're a bit of a conversation piece. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lucky shorts. What was another one of Malcolm's classics? Every Friday night, tonight I want a fight or a root. <laughs> And we'd just look at him, just go, well, we know which one's happening. Yeah. <laughs> With that attitude. Yeah. Unless there's, a, yeah. there's some girls that really like pink shirts. Yeah. <laughs> really like pink shirts and men that fight bikers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember it was out the front of Hungry Jacks in, in, in Claremont, and the bikers had obviously come to Claremont to go and beat up some yuppies. And so then they found, so he was there as covert yuppie. And, <laughs> and it was one of those weird things, you know, that guys that like a punch-up, and this is, I suppose, before the UFC existed. So these days there's somewhere for those guys to go. But it's guys that like a punch-up and there's no real malice between them. There's an understanding that it's Friday night and they like fighting. Mm. Yeah. Right? So uh, the biker, 
uh, goes him, and he's a fully grown man, and Malcolm was 16 at the time. Malcolm had him locked up in a, in a guillotine, right? And so the biker then says, hey, mate, why don't you let go of me so we can have a real fight? <laughs> and Malcolm being Malcolm's like, oh, I don't want to be a fucking poofter. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, you got me in a headlock, you fucking poofter. You know, and so, like, he lets, he sounds like a cut. fucking idiot, he yeah. lets him go. <laughs> And then, you know, so the biker then starts throwing at him and, and doing quite well, and it gets broken up by cops. But the fact that there was no, like, this guy wasn't going, you fucking pricker, and he's going, hey, mate, why don't you let me go? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you let me go so we can have a real fight? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I like real fights. <laughs> I like real fights. I'm not getting a root tonight, yeah. <laughs> so I better have a real fight. Yeah. I think that... I, I'm not getting a root with this bloke in a headlock here anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you ever had a guy... I hadn't been... Because I think, like, uh, overseas, you have to to look for that. Like, particularly now at an age where, like, I'm the man, you know, that no one would ever pick me. Uh, or, or after living in London for a while, I hadn't been picked for the way I looked or dressed for the, the longest of times. And, I'd, and I'd been away from Australia for 10 years. And I think I was out in Dandenong in a shopping centre and I had dyed red hair, bright red hair. And... Uh, it had been so long since I'd been picked in the street because here you can get picked by someone and so you know someone's that guy and that guy's looking out for the other that guy. Yeah. But 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 sometimes that guy is just looking for fucking anyone, right? Yeah. So it's the middle of the day as well. So it's not like I'm outside a pub. It's not drinking. It's not the it's not the swilling hour. It's the middle of the day and I've got bright red hair and I'm walking in a car park and these uh, these two aquabogs. Do you have aquabogs here? No. Do uh, they get cut? Hogans that surf? Mm. We used to call them aquabogs. They're surfers. Uh, they're just surfers. <laughs> they're just... We had aquabogs. Uh, is that what surfers are? Bogans in the water? No, aquabogs. Right. They were guys that would come down from the hills. Right. Uh, and uh, to, to, they'd get the training or whatever. To Anyway, just a couple of aquabogs go by <laughs> uh, in their blue singlets and everything. And fucking one of them does a handbrake next to me. Right, and I mean what? I'm in my late twenties at this stage. Yeah, uh, it does a handbrakey, and him and his mate lean out the window, and go, "Mate, look at your fucking hair!" <laughs> and I hadn't been picked for the way I looked for so long that I actually felt weird national pride, and I just gut laughed. Just the fact that he got under it. Look at your fucking hair! And I like was rolling around laughing, and then you saw them. Just utterly baffled because this was supposed to be the moment where I said something back, yep. and they got out and punched me in the head. Yep. But I like went, <laughs> "Good on you, fellas! That's, that's fucking gold. I haven't heard that in years." <laughs> and they just—you the, can see the synapses slowly fusing. And they were just like, "What? That's not how this is supposed." Oh, fuck you! And drove off. <laughs> and, and it wasn't until afterwards I realised, like, oh, I could have got my head kicked in in the middle of the day then, because yeah, yeah. I looked all fruity. I, well, I come from a small town, so I used to get that a lot because I had long hair when I was a teenager. And uh, uh, someone just walked in the room. I just realised that after you said, look at your fucking hair a lot, uh, we're still above a restaurant. So, <laughs> oh, yes, I, thought I, was, I thought there was people having their desserts spoiled coming into a Oh, is anyone in there? Uh, there's people out there. Oh, they're downstairs? Downstairs, or? yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I was going to say, I come from a small town, so I got that a lot when I was a kid. I had long hair and stuff like that. I had... Um, I, I talk quite a lot because I'm from uh, uh, a small town called Miraburra and I had a lot of crazy people and whatever. I just, it's just re- reminded me of a story. I, I don't think I've told this story. Um, I had a mate, that, like one of those mates like your mate, just a crazy guy that just doesn't think. And he, he told me the story of going, driving to Byron Bay 
with a friend, and his friend had been disabled in an accident, so oh, he no. didn't have any use of the of his legs, and he so he had a colostomy bag. Now, on the way up, this guy that's got the colostomy bag, he was smoking marijuana. And my friend, I don't think, smoked anything. You just sounded like a hundred years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smoking a marijuana. Smoking. I don't understand marijuana. the children call smoking it smoking pots. Wacky, wacky. Pots and uh, <laughs> they were injecting up, up, pots. Yes, <laughs> having a pot. Yeah, they were I, getting a durry and emptying it with he, some mullies. He was junkiesing, I think. Is, is that the term? Um, so he was his friend with the costume was smoking, and he was saying uh, that he got really high because the guy pissed into the colostomy bag and the fumes from that got him <laughs> extremely high that was his that's that's that was his experience with marijuana he said i've done it now i know what it's like to be on drugs because i've smelt the fumes of a cripple's piss <laughs> Did he tell you this like it was the most normal? Yes. He's saying that something happened. That's that, something that happened yesterday. That's that the got, story of what happened yesterday. That's so what he but said. That, 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 he, he's out of the impression that he got high. Yes. But he didn't. Did he? What, what well, happened? I would assume that that is not how you bit, do it. He probably got a bit sick. Yeah, yes. Sniffing wee. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, I can't even follow that story. <laughs> broken him. I can't. You've broken, broken me. Him. Yeah, I can't even follow that logic. Even the non-logic in that. Yeah, right. He's under the impression. He's under the impression that he was stoned because he smelled because he smelled someone we that had been smoking at some stage. He's he smelled the urine of a disabled person. <laughs> who had smoked marijuana at some stage, and now he was high because of it. Now, is he that guy that you keep around? Yes. Like, like what happens if it's just you and him? Uh, Do you wait for another mate to turn up? Yes. Yeah, bust out like the that. bags and let's get yeah. going. Do you think he's going to top himself? Uh, he's, he's one of those guys that just pops up. He's one of the guys that, like a Kramer figure that pops up every couple of years, and you go, yeah, that'll do. Oh, hang on, I better... Hi, Hannah. I'm just in the middle of a podcast. Can I call you back in five? Thanks. Special guest Hannah on the Hannah, show, everyone. First time on the show, mm. I believe, Hannah. Hannah. First Hannah's time caller. The PR of the yeah. tour. Right. Lovely lady. Yeah. Well, she's just wrecked this bit of PR, but anyway, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be asked back on Uncle Piss Flaps, that's for sure. <laughs> You'll never have me on the mix. Yeah. <laughs> on the fox. Um, just the quick... mix fox. Just the quickly. Fox you, need, you need an X, obviously. We need to whack an X at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Little, little dum-dum clubs. Dum-dum clubs. <laughs> little dum-dum clubs. <laughs> we very quickly, before we wrap up, we need to uh, issue a, uh, a correction slash apology for last week. You told a story oh, yeah. um, about uh, someone had... Uh, you said that you were doing a gig and that this guy who listens to the show heckled you and that you called him a prick on stage. Uh, we've since received correspondence from the man in question um, and saying that you, in fact, called him a cunt on stage. So we need to uh, issue an apology for the, uh, for, the, for the infactual account that we gave Apologies last week. Apologies to everyone for not saying the word cunt yeah, last week. Sorry, everyone. You. That's all the listeners wanted from <laughs> yeah. you. Sorry for offending We'd everyone like by, not, by not saying that word. Clearly he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, cunt. Uh, Brendan, look at your fucking hair. <laughs> look at your fucking colostomy bag, you mate, high fuck. Your, you, um, you know, Malcolm, just before he killed himself, he rang my mate Rob Pactor. <laughs> and uh, I think he'd been on the news or something. There was uh, Basically, he rang up at like 3 a.m. And Rob's like, you know, my age with kids now. And he goes, he goes, Rob, you've got to let me in. They're out to get me. 
<laughs> and Rob hadn't heard from him in like 10 years. And he's like, I've got to come over. They're out to get me. And he goes, you come anywhere near my fucking house. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, and then the next thing they knew, he topped himself. Oh. Anyway, that's a good end of the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, Brendan, we've got to let saying, you... Uh, Mr. Smell Piss, you yeah. might want to keep an eye on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you might not care. <laughs> yeah. Brendan, we'd better let you get out of here. You have a plane to catch. Uh, the tour that is coming up with Mick Foley is going right around the country. What's the name of the show? It's called uh, Mick Foley and Brendan Burns, Good God Almighty. Right. A nod to JR, the commentator. Um, and it's uh, you go to uh, for Perth dates, you go to the Astor Theatre mm-hmm. in Perth. And Live Nation for the rest of the dates around the country. Going yeah. right around the country. All this February. Uh, which which cities? Up. You're in Melbourne, you're in Sydney? We are in, I'm doing Perth now. And then uh, Mick arrives when I, uh, when I get there. And then uh, we're doing Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Right. Great. I think we're at the Athenaeum here in Melbourne. Right. Get on it. Uh, guys, we have got our Brisbane Comedy Festival shows coming up, our Melbourne Comedy Festival shows coming up. I am in Adelaide. Uh, send us an email. If you'd like to have a chat, littledumdumclub at gmail.com. We've still got the T-shirts that you can get. We're on Twitter at dumdumclub. We're on Facebook. Thank you very much. Hang come, on. Come come on what it's called. Whoa. Little Dum Dum Club X. Little <laughs> Dum Dum Clubs. Come down to Spleen if you want any articles of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're selling Dum Dum Club T-shirts, and Carl is just giving his and, own T-shirts. And regular away. T-shirts. Yeah. We're we're ninety a, minutes out of that short story. Yeah, you're wearing a great Friday Night Lights T-shirt. The people, uh, yeah. if the weather's particularly hot, or if it gets cold and yeah. you change or your long sleeves, if uh, I just turn my back and not looking, just yeah, grab it off me straight off. Shirt literally right off his back. Yep. Guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.